everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL Podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my left is the King, and we're here to talk about the NFL. How's it going, King? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. 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 Week two is here. Week two of preseason. Yeah, week two of us. Is week here. two of us, yes, which is, yeah, better than preseason. Gotta say, first of all, thanks to Punk Raider for coming on the show last week at short notice, and apologies that he was only on speakerphone. Yep. So, usually sounds nicer than that. Yeah. No more coherent, but usually a little bit clearer than that. So, that was a problem on our end. Um, should be fixed next time we have him here. That's it. That's it. We had but some thanks mal- very we much, had- Punk. Yeah, thank you. We had some malfunctions. Were they intentional? No one knows. <laughs> he He certainly doesn't, which is the no. main thing. No. He's a large individual, so... So let's get on with it then, King. We've got a, a stacked show. Because we've we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do, yeah. That makes it stacked. Do we ever, yeah. And I guess we should start with some news. Okay. So a few things have been hitting the news over the last week. I mean, yeah. we missed something that I teased in the felony report last week, and that was Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. And we never actually got around to talking about him. No, so. I think I also mentioned it earlier in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we will definitely talk about him mm-hmm. in the news. Unless we forget and move on, become a running joke or something, I don't know. But uh, yeah, let's talk about some news. Yeah. First one I want to talk about then is um, a potential Hall of Famer retiring. Okay. This week. Uh, 37-year-old Anquan Kenmile Bolden Sr. has officially retired from the NFL. Right, okay. The second round pick for the Cardinals in 2003 leaves the game after racking up an impressive career worth of stats. From his first game king, tying the record for most receiving yards from scrimmage. 217. Yeah. Bolden went on to win the Offensive Rookie of the Year award, was selected to three Pro Bowls, and won Super Bowl 42 with the Baltimore Ravens. He also played for the 49ers and most recently Detroit Lions. In 2015, he was named the Walter Payton Man of the Year award for his oldest community service, which he's continuing to do now. And uh, if you want those stats very quickly, mm-hmm. it was 1,076 receptions. That's tied ninth for all time. Mm-hmm. 13,779 receiving yards. And 82 touchdowns. Yeah. Anything you want to say about Anquan Bolden? Oh, he's just a legend, isn't he? <laughs> just a blue-collar receiver. Never quick. Never quick. He had a would... slow 40 time, which is why he dropped to the second round in the... Yeah, but would go over the middle, had some sort of glue for hands. Yes. Just a bit of a legend. He's just a real old school player that I think everyone liked. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone was quite pleased when he went to the Ravens and won a Super Bowl. Well, I wasn't. But, you know. Well, you don't like the Ravens. No. I think you were pleased <laughs> for him personally, though. Oh, yeah, for him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You couldn't see past that, though. So, um, <laughs> that's fine. Um, yeah, no, bit of an icon, bit of a legend. Um, shame to see him go, frankly, because he was never that fast and um, still showed he had some something in the locker. So, mm. um, But... Again, he's made his money. He's doing lots of things outside of football, which, as you've touched on, are hugely beneficial and yep. and um, can do nothing but sort of tip my hat to him. So, fantastic career. Yeah. Yeah, so we wish him all the best. Mm-hmm. And uh, potentially we'll see him in Canton in a few years' time. Yeah, it's going to be tough because yeah. he was always a number two, really, because he played with Larry Fitzgerald, who is a Stonewall Hall of Famer, despite mm-hmm. not winning a Super Bowl. Um. So it's going to be tough, but you look at all the other guys in the top 10 with regards to receptions, I think all of them are in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. he... Uh, yeah. That's that's no guarantee you're getting in as a receiver. It's, it's no guarantee. This is the problem. <laughs> this is the problem. Because who would you say is a better receiver? 
receiver. Mm-hmm. Forget all the other stuff. Yeah. Terrell Owens or Anquan Bolden. It's done, isn't it? It's done. It's Terrell T- Owens it's every T-O. time. Is T.O. in the Hall of Fame? Uh, just checking, just checking, just checking. Still no. Still no. Okay. Still a no. This is the issue he's got because the position he plays. It's a glamour position. There's lots of players that can rack up stats. He was never really glamorous, was he? He was his, his first year when he got all the yards. Not not massively glamorous, but that might help him compared to someone like T.O., but I mm. think there's better receivers that aren't in Canton. So he, I don't think he's first ballot, whereas I think someone like Fitz, who he played with... Was it Tim Brown? He had to wait a long time before getting the nods, didn't yep. he? Yeah, Tory Holt. He was just a consistent receiver, yep. but yep. No, nothing too flashy. Tory Holt's still waiting. Great show on turf receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's move on then. So uh, let's talk about the uh, Cleveland Browns. Yeah. We're going to talk about them more in the, in the show, but mm-hmm. uh, during week two's preseason game against the New York Giants, a number of Cleveland Browns players took a knee and formed a circle on the sideline during the national anthem. Yeah. According to Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com, Jamie Collins, Duke Johnson, Seth DeValve, Kenny Britt, and Ricardo Lewis were among the players kneeling before the game. DeValve is the important one, well, according to the news anyway, because he's the first white player to have taken a knee during an anthem. Uh, okay. Per For the Wins, Andrew Joseph. That follows Marshall Lynch and Michael Bennett also taking knees before their respective preseason games uh, this week. Yep. And then you've got um, Chris Long as well, who's been supporting... Uh, the retired defensive end, Chris Long? No, no. No, the, defense, the Philadelphia Eagles defensive end. All right, okay, yep. Um... He's been Malcolm Jenkins, that's right. So he's been uh, standing next to Malcolm Jenkins, hand on the shoulder while Malcolm Jenkins is doing like a raised fist right, okay. during the anthem. So he was uh, lamenting the fact that he does loads of social issue stuff all his career, never got taken seriously. He does this um, after the Charlottesville uh, debacle. Yep. And suddenly everyone wants to talk, him, talk, talk to him about social issues. Right, okay. Um, he grew up in Charlottesville and went to university there as well, so that kind of touched him to do more. Well, of course, absolutely, especially someone who's who's been an advocate for for differing movements over the years. Mm-hmm. It's um, I I I don't understand why it's an issue. I understand that there's you know connotations towards not supporting the veterans, etc. I don't I don't think that's the case. I think it's, it's not what people are protesting, is absolutely. it? That's the worst bit. Is that people take it and mean that you know it's the same as anti-war protesters. Mm-hmm. They're always People think it's protesting against the soldiers is protesting the war, and yes. it's the same thing with social social justice. Absolutely, and they're not being disrespectful. They're kneeling. No. They're still taking. You know, they're still clearly listening. Not uh, using Vuvuzelas or something. Absolutely. Are they during the anthem? Absolutely, they're still uh, they're still focused on on sort of the the what the anthem means. However, you know, there are genuine social issues at hand. We're having issues like the you know the the Charlottesville that you mentioned. Um, just a horrific incident. So, I mean, this isn't the podcast for that. <laughs> That's not a podcast. No, it's, do that. no, it's not absolutely. But it's um, you know, and and I I totally understand if people want to take a stand for those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I what? thought it was actually quite nice. Not tearing down statues. Or absolutely. The other one. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, right. So just you know, if you want to be respectful, listen to national anthem, whether you're on your feet or not, and in a group, a supportive group of people. Um, and it was nice to see varying races as well. That was that mm-hmm. was a big deal. I yeah, think that's yeah. that's something. Um, you know, and it leads on again not to take away from the the importance of the social issues, but the impact of Colin Kaepernick, who is without a job because people think he's <laughs> he's going to cause issues, mm. and actually all he's done is is start a movement, which I think actually is you know good for him. Um, 
but he's just got the stigma attached to being the first person. The so, more people that do this, the more ridiculous it is that Kaepernick hasn't got a job somewhere in the league. Absolutely. So, um, no, more, more for the Browns mm-hmm. um, for doing that. I thought that's actually a really respectful way of doing it. So, yeah. good for them. So, let's talk about uh, Roger Goodell. Mm-hmm. Goodell? Goodell. I don't. I. I just, at this point, I don't. I don't know because he Does keeps not turning up to hearings. <laughs> so I don't know. So according to the New York Times, as soon as this week, the league is likely to announce that the owners have extended Goodall's contract for another five years, wow. through to twenty twenty four. Interesting. The NFL's annual revenue has nearly tripled to about fourteen billion dollars since he took over as commissioner in two thousand six, and the average value of franchises has more than doubled to two point three billion, according to Forbes. Okay, but has it increased over the last 18 months? Yes. It has. In 2014, uh, well, now you're asking me... I'm asking you a question you might not have the answer to, James. I may we've have not it. prepped. <laughs> no, I have prepped it, but you kind of jumped you, in the middle of what I was saying. You've prepped. Go on, you do your I was spiel. going to talk about the extension because typically Goodell is paid like a base salary of about 4 million. Okay. Only about four million. Yeah, whatever. But, but the rest of his his salary comes from compensations. So just to put that into perspective, I saw a figure that for the first ten years of Goodell as commissioner, he's earned two hundred twelve point five million dollars in salary. Why is he not retiring? Well, because he can earn more. He could earn more, but he doesn't need to. So yeah, it all comes as though it's the four million as the base salary, but he's got compensations, bonuses, and other benefits. Um, yeah, and Goodell's bonus is calculated in part on new business deals he brings to the league for the previous year. Okay. So in 2014, for instance, Goodell received 34.1 million, even though the league was tarnished by how it handled stuff like the Ray Rice scandal. Um, yet that year, the NFL also signed major sponsorship deals and broadcast deals, increasing the league's total revenue. So even though there may have been things that didn't look good on the outside, yeah, the deals they were making behind the scenes yeah. still increased the revenue. So he's compensated NFL. on a financial standpoint, not on a performance standpoint. Is exactly. What you're saying. Exactly. Okay. Goodell, who will turn 65 in 2024, said his goal is for the NFL to have an annual revenue of $25 billion by 2027, oh, which means increasing revenue by about a billion a year. So in his new contract that he's about to sign, they reckon Goodell's base salary may more than double According to one source with knowledge of the agreement, it's unclear, though, whether this total compensation will increase. So do the compensations come down, or do they stay the same? Probably stay the same. Probably stay the same, because it's, be, it's going to be a proportionate value of the money he's made. The, the problem is, we won't know anymore, because recently they changed from a non-profit to a normal company, which means they don't have to declare the top five executives' uh, pay. So that's how we know Goodell's base salary was four mil, when, and the and the bonuses and that topped it up to about yeah. fourteen. Well, no or wonder they were a non-profit because they were giving out two hundred <laughs> million pounds worth of bonuses. Yeah, uh, yeah. You earn twenty pounds a week, son, but then there's two thousand pounds a day <laughs> as a bonus for turning yeah. up. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> well, not ridiculous. They made the money, but it's ridiculous. They were a non-profit to this point. Mm. They've absolutely been a a business. We haven't really talked about Roger Goodell. On this podcast at all? No, not really. You got what? Are your thoughts on uh, on old Rog? I don't like the fact he chooses his battles. Mm-hmm. I don't even think we've had a conversation about Roger Goodell, frankly. We have off air, so <laughs> not really. I am. Um, I pers- I don't like the fact he chooses his battles. He's not willing to address things like um, domestic abuse to the full extent, and and comes in too late in those sort of situations, and denies 
knowing things that, frankly, he if he didn't know, he should have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if he did know, he's lying. Uh, he, he, neither are conducive to being a strong and... You're either a liar or an idiot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and you're not a leader, frankly, in my opinion. Um, and that's... Controversial. That's disappointing. Uh, whereas he'll get absolutely get involved when footballs are slightly below the PSI. So that's... <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just... I have ish, I I take issue with which arguments and battles he chooses to engage in. That's fair enough. Um but he's done wonders for the league. He's brought games to the to London, so it's a slightly bit yeah. sweet type situation for me. Um, but overall, as a leader of an organisation which I truly am passionate about and I I care for, you know, I want someone who uh, is more consistent. Frankly, a lot of people seem to be bothered by Roger Goodell for mm-hmm. various reasons. For me, he's just the public face of thirty two billionaires, and yep. he doesn't says what they tell him to do. I it. it it could be anyone up there, really. That's evident as well by the fact it's unanimous. We're going to give you a five-year extension. Well, yeah. Um, not, you know, they, there's there's been issues previously um, with different commissioners in different leagues because mm-hmm. they're not necessarily doing the right by the owners or by the teams. Um, and you could say there was a short-sightedness from previous NFL commissioners, mm-hmm. which is why he's been able to come in and make so many strides forward for... for um, profitability yeah yeah and you know he's done wonders for the owners I, I absolutely understand why they'd want to keep him on board um, but again he's not controversial and I don't mean that in a he needs to go out there and and make silly decisions and cause issues for the sake of causing issues but if he, there's something that he doesn't think's legitimate um, then I think he should make a stand for it you know David Stern who was the commissioner for the NBA um, caused caused issues and actually, frankly, cost the franchise um, their future. There was a trade. Uh, there was a team that went bust and didn't have a own, uh, well, not bust, but ran out of money and didn't have an owner. Um, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, they were the Hornets at that point in time, and they're actually owned by the league because they didn't have an owner. So they were trying to sell it, right? And they had a star in Chris Paul who was traded by the managing partners of that organisation to the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. And David Stern cancelled because the NBA owned the, the team, said that trade wasn't good enough. He then traded Chris Paul to the LA Clippers, their mm-hmm. bitter, the Lakers' bitter rivals, making them a powerhouse and knocking the Lakers back maybe three, four, five years. Um, and actually, the New Orleans Pelicans or Hornets at that point in time didn't have anything really to show from it. You put down one of the best franchises in the league, which were an absolute cash cow. I know you elevate the Clippers, which was great for their fan base. But as far as the league goes, that was very, very controversial. And all of a sudden, within a few years, David Stern doesn't have a job, isn't the commissioner, and they replace him. Right. He retired. But did he retire? Who retires from that job? Look at Goodell's <laughs> going to be 65 retired. when he's there. Yeah. He's just earned 200 million in the last 10 years. Yeah. Did he need to? Did he need to take this job or get an extension? I know there's more money on the table, but he didn't, frankly, need to. He could have retired as well if it had been a bit more controversial. With the air quotes, yeah. Um, with the air quotes, yeah. Sorry, I realised that there's <laughs> no the cameras. Podcast. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just to put it in perspective, there are comparisons where other commissioners have made decisions that aren't necessarily in the benefits of all of their owners. And the issue that that's caused them is they're now out of work, whereas this guy keeps getting extended. Yeah, you and can keeps disagree. You can disagree with Goodell on some of the decisions and some of the 
the policies that the mm-hmm. NFL has, but he himself never actually causes any controversy. He doesn't do it. He's you never see him out at two a.m. with hookers and blow. Do you? you don't see that. He. I'd love that. Well, that yeah. Well, potentially, but you never see that. He uh, from out you know, whatever he does behind closed doors. Mm. I don't know, but from mm. an outward perspective, he's very much the kind of shucks home home kind of guy. You mm-hmm. know. Would, I'm pretty sure we'd meet, meet your parents and yeah. you know just have a chat about something. He seems fairly amiable as a person. Yeah. He doesn't seem that standoffish, and he seems like he would be willing to to talk to most people. Yeah, if only for a couple of minutes before his goons step in. Yeah, possibly. But that's more than some people would do. That is, if I had 200 million, you probably would see me with hookers and blow. <laughs> yeah. I can see that for let Unfortunately, I don't have 200 million. But yeah, <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah, I just, uh, I want him to be more consistent. I think basically what I'm saying. There's a big bang. That's a coaster. So, yes. That's a coaster, Sorry, I went for a drink and my coaster stuck to the bottom of the glass. Right, there we go. There we go. That stuck. That's how controversial we are. <laughs> yeah. We've got coasters. Is it water? No one knows. No one. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows. Could do with a lime in it. I don't care what it is. It's disgusting. I'm that not using the coaster anymore. <laughs> <laughs> The table comes up now. You got a problem? Well, let's talk about the NFL policies. Kind of leads us on to our last story then of the news, and that is Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, we go. Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. So this uh, one we're reading now is taken from a great article by Jana Thompson, writing for SB Nation. So definitely find that article out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I can bother, I'll find a link to it later on. Yep. Uh, who noted that the league's policy about? Well, we're going to talk about his suspension for six games. Uh, yep. For violating the personal conduct policy. Yeah. Because he's not actually been charged with an assault. No, and the accuser has already admitted to police that she considered bribing him. Yes. Over and a, over they an reckon she lied thing. over some stuff and mm-hmm. talked to her friend on text about maybe lying about certain things about yep. what happened. Yeah. Uh, but still, that doesn't. There's a, such a messy story. Yep. There are so many ins and outs, and it seems like. He allegedly probably did do something to her, but they can't prove it. Knowing he's done something and proving it are two completely different things, and that's why there's been no charges because there's no there's not enough physical evidence yeah. to actually charge Zeke with, with anything. But as this article notes, the league's policy doesn't rely on the same burden of proof as the legal system does. The personal conduct policy says that the quotes Persons who fail to live up to this standard of conduct are guilty of conduct detrimental and subject to discipline, even where the conduct itself does not result in conviction of a crime. Okay. Now, the NFL have got two big problems with Zeke Elliott and this suspension. Their names are Ray Rice and Josh Brown. This is exactly the point I was going to make, and I'm glad you touched on it before I have. So in 2004, just for those who don't know, in 2014, Roger Goodell initially issued a two-game suspension to Ray Rice the Baltimore Ravens running back, mm-hmm. after Rice knocked his then fiance out in an elevator. The light on suspension, camera as well. Well, yeah, that's, it was a light suspension was reportedly the result of lobbying by the Ravens' owner. Uh, but then Rice received an indefinite suspension and was cut by the Ravens only after the TMZ video was released of the incident and public saw it and realised that in two games. No. Um, and then you've got former Giants kicker Josh Brown, who was suspended for only one game by the NFL to start the 2016 season despite a known history of violence against his wife. Yeah. So... He also pled guilty he to did. domestic... Yeah, it was... Well, it was only because he came forwards that yeah. they were able to then properly suspend him mm-hmm. and the Giants kick him off the squad. Kick him off. See what I did there? I did see uh, <laughs> Terrible. 
That so was true. The, uh, We're yeah. talking about domestic violence. Sorry, making I'm trying to lighten the mood. <laughs> um, but if you read the article by Gianna Thomas, Gianna Thomas, mm-hmm. um, you'll see that there are reasons behind why the league was slow with Rice and Josh Brown. They usually like to wait until the police investigation is finished before they start theirs. Right. Police investigations are long and with and drawn out. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are many backs and forths with this story about Zeke. Um, but the six-game suspension is a base suspension made in the light of what happened with Ray Rice and the public outcry. So after they re- that's the problem. With the, that's my problem with the NFL. They're always reactive. They don't think ahead about stuff. No, it's I- only when someone's done something like Lyle Alzado gets a rule against attacking someone with his own helmet. So yep. there was no rule about that until he's he's done it. You know, yep. no, no one ever thought, well, this is a is a violent sport. Someone might just try and attack someone with something. Maybe we should have a law about it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with domestic violence seems to be grossly underlooked at by the NFL until they get a TMZ video and not just NFL fans <laughs> knocking on their door saying what is going on here yeah absolutely and so they looked at it they went alright we absolutely messed up here we need to put six games as a suspension yep and so that's what's happened here you know Zeke has been hit with the base amount for domestic violence and it's because of their personal conduct policy I'm always going to be comfortable with whatever ban you give when it comes to domestic violence yep. I have no issue with any ban whether mm-hmm. it's lifetime or whether it's well, however many games I do not care I'm comfortable with it what yep. I have an issue with is they've now set a precedent this is the point I was trying to make is that you touched on Josh Brown you touched on Ray Rice and in Zeke's situation he's not pled guilty He's not confirmed no. himself that he's done this. There is not elevator footage confirming him <laughs> knocking the girl out no. and trying to drag her out of an elevator. Mm-hmm. What there is, is as we touched on, there are convoluted and frankly, you know, dismissible from a court standpoint, reports and allegations. And there's also proof of her admitting to potentially wanting to bribe him. Text messages to her friend, which you touched on, which don't necessarily back up the full story she gave to the police. So from his standpoint, the precedent has been given. We will give you one or two games suspension because we have no evidence, but we'll change it once we have evidence, either, as I touched on, someone pleading guilty or video evidence. They have neither of those things in this situation. He has six games. So from Ezekiel Elliott's standpoint, I have no doubt he will be referencing both of those things and saying... You actually have no evidence that this has happened. Mm-hmm. I've settled it with the with the party. There absolutely was an incident. However, you have no way of proving what that incident was. It's my word against hers, and actually, her word has you know has changed a number of times over the course of this situation. So, is it going to be one? Is it going to be two games? I don't know. Are they going to drop it to four games potentially? Will they half it to three? I do not think he's serving six game suspension. Because the precedent has been set by the NFL now. The I'm not condoning be... that they reduce the games because if he's he's clearly done something. Yeah, I'm sorry. There are three separate incidents that Absolutely. they're referring to. It's not just one. No, but so, true. But there's no proof of any of them, <laughs> and the reports are flimsy at best in mm. in in a couple of those situations. But we think he probably did do it. I I allegedly. do. I don't care about allegedly. I it's my opinion. Yeah, I think he did it. Or something. I don't know what he did. Which is what the NFL have decided. They have as well. But they can't prove it and they set a precedent, Jim. But they this can do what the they problem. want. They're a private organisation. The same thing with Brady. 
despite what evidence there is, mm-hmm. if they feel that it's being brought into disrepute, they can levy any any fine or suspension they want. Yep, I agree. But in that situation, there was a fu- there was evidence actively destroyed. In this situation, yes. the evidence <laughs> the evidence they've got is inconclusive. Mm. Although it's quite interesting, the article again keep um, tapping back to it, mm-hmm. but it does reference that the NFL may have had more access to information than the police did in the investigation. Interesting. They've had, I think because of who it is um, and the amount of interest around that player and that team, um, reports are that NFL had several investigators out trying to get as much information as possible. They wanted to to know everything about it, regardless of the he said, she said. They wanted to know the truth before they were giving out a a sentence, so to speak, uh, about Zeke. And let's not not forget that this is taken in the round with this guy. It's only been one year in the league, but the assault charge, well, the assault claims t- date back to when he was in Ohio mm-hmm. in 2016. Uh, he's got a he's got a bit of a, a rep going on now because St. Patrick's Day, the TMZ video caught him lifting up a woman's top during a parade. Yep, not a classy move. No, nope. um, he was connected with a DJ getting sparked out in the Dallas nightclub back in July. Mm-hmm. They couldn't prove it was him, but he was definitely there and definitely part of the group that had an issue. And, you know, these things are taken into consideration when they're talking about a personal conduct policy and how many games we're going to slap you with. Mm -hmm. Um, And he doesn't help himself because just Sunday, after getting this suspension, he was filmed on on Lake Louisville in a boat with loads of bikini-clad girls. Baller. <laughs> yeah, he might be filming an episode of Ballers, but if you've just been suspended and you want to appeal it and you want to look like someone who doesn't assault women or doesn't, you know, hang out in those kind of places, don't hang out on a boat with loads of women. No. Just keep your head down. It's like we always say, just keep your head down. Yeah. You're not helping yourself. And this guy. I mean, I know you can say about some Steelers players, but Zeke seems genuinely to be a bit of a loose cannon. Yeah. And he's not going to get reined in in Dallas. Jerry Jones is going mental over the fact that he didn't think that Zeke was going to get any sort of suspension. Yep. Claiming there was nothing there, there's nothing there. Like, how does Jerry Jones know there's nothing there? Uh, he One doesn't... conversation with Zeke? He, went, yeah, right. He doesn't know. No. He doesn't know, but what he wants is one of the best running backs in the league to be available for him. <laughs> yeah. And that's well, he's still it. got Darren McFadden. Yeah, but no, one of the best running backs Oh, sorry, in the league. I was, couldn't, didn't hear you then. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um... <laughs> Yeah, this is I, the most, most fragile running back in the league. He, he without any evidence, it, it's easy for Jerry Jones to to plead his case, frankly. Mm. So, and also, it's difficult that appeal because it's not very classy going after the victim. No, no matter what the uh, the previous stuff has happened. No, no, it's, it's not, not a classy move. No, it's not a classy move. It's absolutely not a classy move. But then, at the same time, from the NFL standpoint, you've mentioned the fact that they think they have more information than the police do mm. stuff gets leaked from the police if anything gets leaked from the NFL they've then got to worry about Jerry Jones and Ezekiel Elliott and whoever else even the girl to some extent depending on the legitimacy and, and actually how graphic that some of the de- details are mm-hmm. not necessarily about the domestic abuse but things leading to that they could be looking down the barrel of de- you know a, a defamation of character suit so there's there's lots of factors. It's not just right. Well, actually, these are the facts. We're going to suspend him. Well, actually, you've made that girl 
look and feel horrible. You've made that guy when there's no proof, like from a police standpoint, from a yeah. pure investigation standpoint, that he's done anything. That's defamation. That mm-hmm. is that is that's that's a whirlwind of trouble when it comes to that. Especially Jerry Jones has now come out in support of him. If that comes out, imagine the <laughs> fleshing lawyers he's got. Yeah, it's they're in a real issue if they then start to release those things. So I think that's why. I think his suspension is going to get reduced. We will see. We'll see. That's been a long news. We're going to have to take a break, I think, King, and then we'll come back for for part two. Let's. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is week two of the preseason. It is, yeah. (laughs) Or week two of us, as we're now calling it. Week two of us. Yeah. Well... This uh, episode, King, mm-hmm. now that we've got the news out of the way, for those that didn't listen last week, we looked at the West, <laughs> I'm just trying we to remember, yeah, the AFC did. and NFC West rosters. Yeah, we did. Help me out, King, come on, damn it. West, we looked at the West. <laughs> yeah. So it's time to head to another point of the compass, mm-hmm. and we're going to go north of the wall. We are. So to the icy tundra of the NFC and AFC North. How topical. Yeah. Mm. 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 So let's talk about the NFC North. Yeah. Okay. A division we have no stake in. Uh, zero stakes. Yeah. Zero stakes in that. In that. And let's go through the four teams then. So let's start with the team that, as usual, won the division, uh, despite everything. The Chicago Bears. Is it not? No, no. Oh, no, they didn't win. No, 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 no. That's no. upside down, King. Uh, All it's right. It's the Green Bay <laughs> Packers, uh, who finished 10-6 and six yep, last year. They did. <laughs> That was on the shoulders of one number 12 jersey wearing uh, Leviathan of the sport. Oh, he's a beast, isn't he? Mm-hmm. A he, kraken. He, oh, God, is he? <laughs> he is amazing. When, um, he's, when he's not injured, he's a mazin. Well, when he's not getting injured, I think that's the problem. Yeah. It's not necessarily him being injured, it's him getting injured. Mm-hmm. Because despite them having relatively good players on the line, he seems to be scrambling for his life the whole time. Let's talk about the players they brought in then, King. Let's. So, let's start with Devon House, at cornerback from the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Just a one-year deal, 2.8 mil. Uh, Ricky Jean-Francois from Washington. All right. Uh, defensive tackle. Again, on a one-year contract. They love a rental. They do. Talking of rentals, Jari Evans, guard, 33 from the New Orleans Saints. Okay. That's another one-year contract, 2.25 mil. Okay. Uh... They've re-signed J. Roan Elliott, uh, linebacker, for one year. Mm -hmm. Jordan Tripp, linebacker, for one year. Uh, Brett Good, long snapper, for one year. Don Barkley, uh, he's a tackle, stroke guard, for one year. I'm not making it up. I'm pulling a face, I realise again (laughs) there's no cameras. (laughs) Uh, The only other people they brought in are Metellus Bennett, tight end from New England, Yep. Uh, that's in a three-year deal, you'd that, be happy to know. That was, str- that was a strong pickup from them. 21 mil they've paid for Martellus Bennett. Is, I think he's one of the top 10 tight ends in the league. Well, they let go of Jared Cook, didn't they? He's not one of the top 10 tight ends in the league, so <laughs> I think they've uh, that's some shrewd business from them. And they also brought in Lance Kendrick at tight end from the LA Rams. Yeah, not one Two of the top deal 10s. Perform- no. <laughs> no. Although he's playing for the Rams, so I might, Rams. I might as well have been throwing balls at him. Deal with it, Rams. <laughs> uh, so the players that they've let go, uh, it's quite a list here, so let's just get through it quite quickly. So Micah Hyde, strong safety, he's gone to the Buffalo Bills. 
who take everyone in the world. They do, but Michael Hyde had a really good season last year. He did. Packer Tim will be upset about this because he likes Michael Hyde. He's a big fan of his, yeah. Mm. yeah. Talking about that. I understand that as well because he's T- a good player. TJ Lang as well has been there forever. Yeah. Uh, 29 year old guard, he's gone to the Lions. JC Stretter, sorry, JC Tretter, I should say, mm-hmm. centre. Only 26 years old, he's gone to Cleveland. And both of those were starters, and both of those yeah. were very good players. Very and only solid. 29 and 26, respectively. Mm-hmm. And that's not old when it comes to linemen. No. Um, and I think, certainly from a centre standpoint, you want to keep that established because that's normally a relationship that lasts a career. They've only got Corey Lindsay as the uh, centre now. Don't trust him. Two first names. Corey Lindsley. Oh, Lindsley. Lindsley. Ah, whatever. Lindsay. He's fine then. Oh, he's right. He's right in my book. I like that guy. <laughs> More starters that went to Jared Cook. He might not be a top 10, but he was their starter at mm-hmm. tight end. Yep. And Eddie Lacey, running back, has gone to Seattle. Yep. Dayton Jones, defensive end, he's gone. Yep. Uh, to the Vikings. Julius Peppers, the old guard at 37, has gone back home to the, the Panthers. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Ego Ferguson, defensive tackle, only 25, he's gone to Detroit. Mm-hmm. John Crockett and Christine Michael have gone to Oakland and Indianapolis, respectively. So that's three running backs out the door. Yeah, Michael was and only there for a very short period of time. That wasn't he was. It? He goes. He doesn't stay anywhere for a long period of time. But uh, you're looking at a, a strong spine of the team there that's gone. Especially and the offensive only, lineman. Only one year signings for the, like you said for the majority of people there. Yep. Yep. Why buy when you can rent? Um, they didn't draft the first round as well this year as well. They they moved back into the second. First person they took was Josh Jones, uh, safety from North Carolina State. I like Josh Jones though, actually, at safety. They brought in Montre- Montravius Adams, at defensive tackle, yep. the third, from Auburn. Anything uh, about that guy? Um, Not too much, to be fair. All, all I know is the... Replacing pro- Ego Ferguson. Yeah, the Auburn program's dropped off since the likes of Cam Newton and Nick Fairley left. Um. That's you know still a massive college with a with a huge following, but not the powerhouse they were back then. Um, but no, I think Jones is going to be a real steal. So I think actually that's a good pickup from them. Okay, what do we think about the Packers then this year? Because they've been pretty poor the last couple of years, but they just seem to dig out wins. They do. Um, can you answer one question for me? Because I'm not sure. I'll try. Does Aaron Rodgers still play quarterback for them? Does he? Uh, let's just check. What have we got here? What have we... Why can't I find quarterbacks? Uh, so we've got um, Joe Callahan, we've mm-hmm. got Taysom Hill, Brett Hundley. Oh, no, here we are. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's still there. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think they'll be fine then. <laughs> I think they'll be fine. They've picked up a tight end, which he loves throwing to, even when he had Jermichael Finley. Had yeah, Martellus Finley should get some looks. Yeah, he'll get some looks. They've still got a young man called Jordy Nelson, who's not young anymore. No. But, but looks. 32. 32 but only what, a year younger than what Aaron Rodgers he's also missed about five seasons so he's got hardly any tread on his on the soles of his shoes but his knees I think are a bit battered but yeah. um, he he can still catch a ball he's but, a guy that doesn't rely t- solely on pace they drafted D'Angelo Yancey and Malachi Dupree in the, in the draft at wide receivers yep Yancey's alright and they've still got Jeff Janis and uh, Randall Cobb mm-hmm. and Devontae Adams so they're hoping for stuff out of them I suppose you'd, but hope, you'd hope so because they gave Randall Cobb a big extension a couple of years ago and since then he's been pretty poor for his standards he has so uh, he was a fantasy lock a couple of years was. ago now we're talking about not no more now we're talking about I don't know about the Packers can you just one question I need <laughs> okay, you to on, answer yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Does Aaron Rodgers still so play Aaron, quarterback? Aaron, hang on, I've got Brett Hundley. Yeah, so he's still there. Yeah, yeah he's still there. They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll All be right. fine. They'll be fine. They'll have a winning season. What are they going to do when he's gone? Uh, don't know. He'll probably draft his predecessor a couple of years before he's there, cause a massive <laughs> controversy, and then make him retire. Hmm. I don't know where I've seen that before. So Taysom Hill was the rookie. Only t- Although Brett Hundley's only 24. Yeah, Brett Hundley was two years ago, UCLA. He was, yeah. This is going to be his third year in the league. Mm-hmm. He was a uh, very highly touted pre-season lock to be the first overall pick and then had a bit of a stinker. But uh, I don't necessarily think Hundley's a starter. Um, I think he's a very solid backup, um, which is good for the Packers, but I think they're going to need to draft the next Aaron Rodgers in the next couple of years. Yeah, I I have some worries as normal about the Packers, probably mm-hmm. unfounded as it usually turns out, but you just look at the rest of the NFC North and the, there's some other teams in there that are starting to really show signs of life. That, the Bears, uh, of course, yeah. Not just them, but I was thinking more of the Vikings <laughs> as a kind of <laughs> overall unit. Should that, we move um, on to the Vikings then? Well, we can Is do. That a, that's an excellent segue. We can do, but that's not the, the team that placed second in that division. Oh. The team that placed second in the division was actually the Detroit Lions. Yeah. Snuck up on the radar there. Snuck up, yeah. Sneaky Lions. Even despite losing Calvin Johnson, which meant to be a huge loss yep. for him. Ended 9-7. and seven. Mm. So a winning record for Lions is a rare thing. It is a rare thing. But they managed it. And uh, yeah, no one really talked about them because it wasn't a great start to the season and the Vikings kind of took over all the news. Yep. their undefeated start yep and they lost despite Matt Stafford they keep losing all their first round picks so, yeah you know. not good Kevin Johnson in, leaving fairly leaving <laughs> they brought in so many people King it's going to take me a while to read through all these um, can we have the highlights I'll, I'll try uh, uh, DJ Hayden has come from Oakland yeah nice. yeah uh, uh, he should have been better first round pick yeah yeah uh, Ego Ferguson and Jordan Hill defensive tackles come across mm-hmm. uh TJ Lang we talked about coming across from Green that's Bay that's a big signing for them yeah um, Matt Asiata mm-hmm. uh, division snatch there from the Vikings I'm not mad at that although he was terrible last year I, yeah. I ain't mad for saying it either because he fell forward he was supposed to he was supposed to be a full forward kind of running back at mm-hmm. a red zone threat yeah but yeah but he fell forward when he was given the ball yeah before he reached the line yeah <laughs> um you got Nick Beckton. He's come across from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyrus Quanju. Yep. From Buffalo. That's the pronunciation. Uh, Rick Wagner from Baltimore. That was a five-year, $47.5 million deal. Any relation to Bobby? For the tackle. Do we know? Bobby, yeah, it could be. I don't know. Same surname. <laughs> yeah, Darren Fells from Arizona at tight end for a one-year deal. Um, the reason I brought up Nick Beckton at tackle was mm-hmm. because actually... Um, Tony Hills was signed from New Orleans yep. to cover tackle Taylor Decker's shoulder injury, okay, which is quite severe. Yep. Um, but then Tony Hills decided to retire. How much of a signing so, bonus did he get? <laughs> I don't. Know. I think about ten thousand. Right. Um, so then Nick Beckton had to be brought in from Chicago to cover the retired Tony Hills to cover the injured Taylor Decker. That's really unfortunate because Taylor Decker had a fantastic year despite us ridiculing him after the draft. Yeah. Yeah. Or but, you, um, specifically you, ridiculing <laughs> him after the draft. Did I really? I didn't really come that much after no, the draft. just a little bit. Come on. <laughs> just a little bit. Cast dispersions. Uh, no, he had a very good year, so that's a bit of a shame, especially bringing in TJ Lang. That would have been a nice little one-two punch. Mm-hmm. So uh, a bit of a shame they can't establish that. 
That would help the run game. Yeah. Let's run through the list of people that have left Detroit yeah. in the off-season. Uh, Riley Reef was the biggest one. Left tackle uh, to Minnesota. Five years, 58.75 million. That deal. Yeah, he's a good player. Larry Warford at guard. Mm-hmm. He's gone to New Orleans for 34 million. Stefan Charles, defensive tackle, has gone to Jacksonville for, for two years. Anquan Bolden, who's now retired. Uh, Andre Roberts, the wide receiver. Clay Harbour at tight end. Raphael Bush, free safety. Tyron Walker, defensive tackle. Devin Taylor, defensive end. Asa Jackson, cornerback. He's been pretty poor. He has been poor. Uh, Josh Burns, or Bynes, offensive linebacker. John Bostick, inside linebacker. And Dan Orlovsky, the old man quarterback, uh, has gone to LA. So that's the list of people that have left Detroit. Yeah. No one terribly great, apart from maybe Riley Reef. And Larry yeah, Reef's a, good, right, Reef's a good player. I'm a fan of Reef. Yeah, and at 28, still a lot of tread on that left tackle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's have a look at their draft picks then quickly, King. It's just the top three, I suppose. So Jared Davis was their first round pick uh, from Florida, yeah. linebacker. Mm-hmm. Still happy about that? I, that pick up in the first I was sold about him early doors, actually. Mm. So um, in the draft process, really liked him. Um, yeah, so I think that's a real solid pickup for them. Okay. It's, um, yeah, he's a good player. He's just got a motor. He's incredibly athletic. Um, I think he's less, slightly less athletic than someone like Khalil Mack, but could have a uh, very solid Ooh. career. I actually lied. I think body type and his tenacity remind me a bit of uh, Khalil Mack, just a little bit less physically imposing and, and gifted athletically. But I think he... Uh, yeah, I think he'll have a very good season and very good career. Hopefully, he sticks around because yeah, yeah, they keep losing first rounders. Riley Reef being another one. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't even know he'd gone. Yeah, and then, yeah he's uh, gone. I found out tonight. So that's yeah, that's loads of their first rounders in the last five six years. I remember you mentioning T's tables name in the run up to the the draft. Yeah, from uh, he went second round from Florida. Yeah, yeah. cornerback. Mm-hmm. Are we are we happy with that? Um, yeah, a little bit undersized, but I think that he's. Um, he didn't do immensely well in the uh, in the drills at the combine, which I think dropped him back. But I think he's a bit of a pure cover corner, so I think he's he's good at line of scrimmage. He's a bit handsy, which I quite like. He's mm-hmm. not going to get bullied, I don't think, at the next level, which uh, I think some corners have a habit of uh, that. Ha- that happens to a to a number of corners. He's played SEC, uh, which I think helps. He's played against the best players, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, I like that. That's, that's a solid one too. To be fair, those two. Both of them from Florida as well, so they, uh, you know, they'll have a relationship moving into the into the uh, into the season, which which is helpful. You know, mm. you get these false relationships. You look at something like uh, what the, uh, the the Niners have got, where you've got a, a Stanford alum with a yeah, yeah. with uh, with GM, Alabama, but, yeah, no, with an Alabama alum, and it's it's just you see them chatting, and they, you know, it's all very nice, but it's it's not the same as playing together for three years, so. No, you're right. It's um, I think that will help them. And uh, usually with uh, Detroit, we talk about the quarterback because Matt Stafford is now entering his ninth season, I think, in the oh, league. He's been around forever, hasn't he? They picked up Brad Kaya in the draft mm-hmm. from Miami, yep. sixth round. But uh, there's not an awful lot of um, competition for that, that QB spot. There's I've... only Brad Kaya and Jake Ruddock in the quarterback group there for Detroit. So. Yeah, I don't think they want competition. I think Stafford's their guy. First overall pick from Georgia. Um, yeah. He's he's not he's done enough to 
to hold that position, but not necessarily done enough to show me indication he's good enough to go and win a Super Bowl. He's um, a bit infuriating, isn't he? Oh, he's got a cannon for an arm. He might be the most gifted thrower of the ball in the league. Um, just pure arm talent. I think, you know, there's a few guys. Rogers would, would probably argue with me there, but I, uh, <laughs> I think that as far as actually just having an absolute weapon for an arm, I think Stafford's absolutely in the conversation. Mm. Um I'm, he, he makes too many boneheaded plays. This is the issue. This is the issue. Do you know who won't do that? Brad Kaya out of Miami. Won't he? I'm okay. sold. I like him. I okay. think he's a really good player. Um, I think he's just... You're going to hate this, but if he has a season <laughs> like Matt Ryan had last year, he's a what? Matt Ryan star quarterback. Because you don't like Matt Ryan. <laughs> but he was good last year, and you've admitted that, so that's big of you, Jim. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, and we won't bring it up again. Thank but anyway, you. you hate Matt Ryan, <laughs> and but Brad Carr is is that kind of quarterback. I think he's just he's what could be called serviceable. He's relatively athletic, or athletic. He can play outside the pocket, maybe a little bit more so, um, or definitely more so than Matt Ryan. Yeah, but I think he's just quite consistent. He can make all the throws, but he's not necessarily got a heavy, heavy arm. Um, he's not the biggest in stature, but I think he has the opportunity to come in and be a starter moving forward. Um, whether that's with the Lions or not, I don't know. He could be used as trade bait, but I actually I think Kyer in the sixth round is a really solid pick for him. Worst case, he's going to be a really good backup. Okay, that's just me. I liked him from Miami. I think he was a good player. Excellent. Okay. Well, it seems like it's. Uh, what do you reckon for the Lions end this season? It's a tough one because nine and seven is pretty good for them. So yeah, it's a tough one. I think they're a yo-yo team. I don't think they've made enough strides to compete with other teams that are playing well. Um, I think the Vikings are going to be stronger than, uh, than them again this year. They just fell off a cliff last year. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that that will happen again. And I think that, as we touched on, Aaron Rodgers, just to check, he is still playing for the, uh, for the Packers, yeah, right? still there. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think they're good enough to, to catch a Packers team with Aaron Rodgers leading them. Mm. So I think that like an 8-8 eight and eight sort of... Okay. Between nine and seven and seven and nine, I think is about where they'll be because they've got some good players. They've got a, a relatively decent quarterback when he's not throwing interceptions, um, and their defense is is fairly stout. They need more. They needed more help, I think, on from a pass rush standpoint. Yeah. Um. I don't know if they'll get that from their draft picks. I think. I don't know. Potentially, maybe it, two it, stable. It, it sounds like we're being down on the Lions, but when you look at their history. Actually, a nine and the seven and nine season is not the worst thing. Seven and nine them. or a nine and seven. I, I honestly, I you could tilt a throw, and I think a lot of their fans will be happy with nine and seven because if they've been fans for ten, they twelve know years, it. yeah, they know they'll, what they'll it's be. Like. If you'd have told them when they when un, when they lost every game in a season in a few years, you'll be nine and seven competing for a division. Yeah, they'd have absolutely bitten your arm off. Above the it. Bears, yeah, they'd have above taken the, that. Above the Vikings, yeah, yeah. So I think I don't. I'm not trying to be. Horrible. I'm just being honest. I think that's where that team is at the moment. And They're becoming a, a better regular season competitor, but yeah. they get served in the playoffs. Yeah, they would. Yeah. So let's talk about the team that we thought was second in the division, but yeah. actually turned out not to be second division. The Minnesota Vikings, who ended eight and eight despite a five-game win streak at the start of the season. Yep. Shows how bad it all went for the Vikings. Yeah, pretty bad. So let's see who they've brought in over the off season. So we talked about Dayton Jones from uh, Green Bay, a defensive end. Yep. Uh, Will Sutton from the Chicago Bears on the one-year deal for a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Case Keenum as a backup quarterback, I'm guessing. You'd hope. 
well, just looking, they've got Sam Bradford's obviously still there. Taylor Hen- Heineke. Heineke? Don't know. Heineke? Don't know. Jeez. Uh, and Mitch Leidner. He was just picked up after the second preseason game. A uh, rookie from Minnesota. So that's actually a nice little feel-good story for... Oh, good for him. Minnesota? Good for him. Uh, I think he was on the Ravens practice squad and then just got picked up there. Yeah, nice. Uh, so, of course, you've got Terry, Teddy Bridgewater's on the pup list. Is he out all season again? Uh, they don't know. Pup means he's out at least six games, though, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Um, the most recent report I read mm-hmm. was that he was currently working on accelerations and lateral movement without a knee brace in rehab. Okay. Which is very encouraging. That is, yeah. Uh, it's better than what it could have been the report out of, uh, out of rehab. Mm-hmm. So they are hoping he's going to come back, but who, who I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Who starts if he comes back? Do you he think? starts? Well, he's better than Sam Bradford, but... Is he better than Sam Bradford, though? Yeah, he is better than Sam Bradford. Oh, I don't know. He's he's maybe not as savvy as Sam Bradford about getting hit, but... I, I don't know if he is better than Sam Bradford. I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater than Sam Bradford thrown for me. Okay, fair enough. That's that was, all I know. That was a question I asked you, you answered it. Thank <laughs> you very much. <laughs> yeah, uh, who else they picked up? Latavius Murray from uh, Oakland. Mm-hmm. On a three-year deal, fifteen million uh, for that. We talked about Riley Reef. It's come across from Detroit, so that's a solid pickup. A very solid pickup. First and they picked up Mike Remmers from Carolina on a five-year deal for thirty million. So they've really sorted out the tackle uh, position there yep. in Minnesota. That's good. And uh, Michael Floyd from New England. He's come across as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. One-year dri- deal. Has he driven there or not? Uh, hope he didn't. Hope he took a train. <laughs> uh, so yeah. They needed some help at wide receiver, and whatever you think of Michael Floyd, he has got experience in the league. Yeah. He yeah. does. I think he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the best, but no. you've got Stefan Diggs there as the number one receiver. Diggs is a good player. Who was the other receiver they had that was played a really good year last year? Adam Thielen. Thielen. Hooked on the Thielen. Da, 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 da. There you go, that's me. And so, much, so hooked, I forgot his name. Yeah, um, yeah he had a good season. Let's talk about the 11 players that they've let go. Oh, damn. So, Matt Khalil, left tackle to Carolina. That is a great piece of business there. If you've got rid of Matt Khalil and you've brought in Riley Reef and Mike Remmers. Where's he gone? Carolina? Yep. Play with his brother? <laughs> yeah. He has. His brother Ryan yeah. plays there. Yeah. So, they brought in Mike Remmers from Carolina and I'm they pre- gave him Matt Khalil. I'm pretty sure Matt Khalil was a third overall pick from USC. Yeah, but he's awful. Yeah, I know. I'm saying he's awful, yeah. but That's a $55.5 million deal. Yeah, chins. Five years, yeah. Chins, Carolina. Oh. Uh, Ellison Rett, tight end, has gone to the Giants for four years for 18 mil. Never heard of him. No. <laughs> captain Munlin, the captain. Of course. Salute. He's gone to Carolina as well. Four years for 17 mil. All right. <sighs> Carolina. Uh, Cordero Patterson, we know, has gone to Oakland. Yep. Uh, Adrian Peterson has finally left mm-hmm. and gone to New Orleans on a two-year deal. Seven million. Okay. Uh, Jeff Locke, the punter, has gone to Indianapolis. Because that's obviously because... Um, I was a lot for that to happen. Uh, Pat McAfee mm. has finally retired. Yes, so. the funniest man in the NFL. Yeah. Andre Smith, guard, he was gone to Cincinnati. Audi Cole, inside linebacker, has gone to Jacksonville for two years. Charles Johnson, wide receiver, has gone to Carolina. A lot of people go to Carolina from uh, Minnesota. Yeah, they love it. Uh, Justin Tratto, the defensive end, has gone to Tampa Bay. And then Matt Asato, we talked about, has gone to Detroit. 
So that's 11 players they got rid of. Yep. But I would say to you, King, that's actually some pretty shrewd business. I think so. Khalil, out. Peterson, out. Asiata, out. Yeah. Corridell Patterson, out. There must be some dodgy contracts they've got rid of, yeah. Yeah. And they've brought in pretty solid players, I think. Yeah, solid picks. I mean, solid picks. They've got a pretty good team, mate, to be start to start with. They've re signed Lenville Joseph. Yeah. They've re signed someone else, and I can't remember his name. Terence Newman's re signed for another year. Yeah, but he's about 9,000 years old. 38. <laughs> <laughs> 15th season he's entering there yeah that's it he's going to be older than the coaches thing. yeah and let's have a quick look at their uh, their draft picks because again they were not able to first round pick no he's got Sam Bradford they got Sam Bradford mm-hmm. totally worth it so worth uh, it so their first draft pick was Dalvin Cook at running back yep good pick yeah I mean they picked up Latavius Murray he could be squeaky so that- squeaky favourite for rookie of the year Ooh. Dalvin Cook. Ooh. you think they'd use him if they're using the same playbook they use for Peterson. Yeah, which is stop letting Sam Bradford throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, please stop using <laughs> Sam Bradford so much. Um, but I think maybe Pat uh, Elflin at centre is going to be their best pickup. Third round pick at centre. Yeah. Do you know what's going to happen? Ohio he State. Might, if he has a rookie of the year type year, do you know he's winning rookie of the year? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's <laughs> going to win it. If the <laughs> yeah. centre plays really well, Dalvin Cook's winning rookie of the year. Hmm. Yeah. So no, I like your I like your, where your thoughts at, but I think that Dalvin Cook <laughs> is going to get the plaudits ahead of a center. No, no, I get you. I get you. I don't. I'm not bad with that. I'm just saying that I mm-hmm. think that Pat Elflin could be one of those kind of old school uh, Vikings. Mm-hmm. And then we had Vikings John, and we talked about the the greatest Vikings ever, and they seem to hit all those records. Elflin sounds like one of those guys that could be just there for thirty years, and you know, never like a. a Jeff Saturday type you know if he's not there in 30 years you know where I'm going to guess he's gone Carolina <laughs> where every other Viking's gone this year where Vikings not Valhalla they go to so he it's Carolina replace, he can replace Ryan he can re- replace Ryan Khalil when he retires at <laughs> okay so let's talk about the Vikings then so mm-hmm. they imploded last season mm-hmm. they still got the same quarterback that did that last season mm-hmm. uh, what do we reckon for this season between 9 and 7 <laughs> yeah and 7 and 9 7 and 9 <sighs> alright so just one more win possible for them yeah I think so even though you think Dalvin Cook might get offensive rookie of the year I think that Dalvin Cook is the favourite to get offensive rookie of the year Ooh. I th- just don't know if I trust I think that those teams especially the Lions and them are going to split games it's me a division where most people are losing to the pack. You're then splitting games with the other teams, and there's only so many wins to go around. So I think from that standpoint, I think that's that's where they're at. They're in that annoying spot that my team was in for a very long time, and it's very <laughs> frustrating as a fan because the way that the NFL was set up is the worst teams get the best picks, the best teams get the it worst doesn't picks, reward mediocrity. and then the middle teams get the middle picks. And you know, it's about picking smart. It's about picking smart. But what I'm speaking for my team. We didn't pick that smart. <laughs> Stop talking about the Chargers in the middle. The Vikings. God damn in it! In the middle, in the middle, we, the Chargers didn't pick very smart. To be fair, the Vikings have always picked very well. Yeah, despite it's trading a first round pick picks. for Sam Bradford, they've got an excellent group of draft picks. Yep. And Cordell Patterson, he was rubbish. But other than that, they got some solid draft picks. 
Yes. I was about to say Limbaugh Joseph, but he's actually from the Giants, so that's not a draft pick of theirs. <laughs> but Anthony Barr, fantastic. Harrison Smith, fantastic. Got some nice pickups. Davin Cook could be another one. And we've talked about that defensive unit. I mean, you can just... Mm-hmm. You're naming superstar after superstar, really. Pretty much. They need to use Anthony Barr more. Get yeah. him rushing the passer. Stop going. He's such a good athlete. We'll drop him in coverage. No. <laughs> Let him go out there and get 15 sacks a season. That'd be nice. Yeah, it would be. Um, yeah, I think that's just about where they are. They could surprise some people, maybe get 11 wins and win the division. They could sneak it from the Packers, but I just... I would like them to win the division this I year. Think I, I think the they're the, the strongest overall team. I think they're the strongest overall team. They I just, just haven't got... Uh, Aaron Rodgers no, on their team. They That's don't. the problem. No, because he plays for the Packers. We've established that throughout this episode. Um, it's unfortunate for the Vikings. It is unfortunate. Are we going to talk about the Bears? Because we've well, we've got to talk about got the like Bears. A minute. <laughs> <laughs> you, how long do you want to? And that's the, the and, and, that, and that's out of respect for Bears fans. Before people from the uh, the windy city get all over me. It's going to be more than a minute. Okay. okay. The Bears ended three and thirteen last season. Yeah. It weren't pretty. Nope. Uh, it hasn't been pretty for a long time in Chicago. No. Nope. There have been some sticking plasters that have stopped them from having that bad a season. But they got rid of Tressman. You know, they got rid of Lovey Smith before that. They've mm-hmm. ha- they've been just carouselling head coaches in there. They have. John Fox. Quarterbacks as well. Quarterbacks as well. Jo- uh, Jay Cutler is a quarterback killer, uh, coach killer, isn't he? he? He is. He is. And John Fox, and it'd be as we've always a- said, can make a good team... A little bit better. Yep. And bad teams, no better at all. No, bad... Maybe te- worse. He'll make a bad team good and a great team good. <laughs> okay. That's what but I he's think he's not making John a Fox. bad team good. He's made, This team is getting progressively worse. Yeah. Uh, they have signed a million people. Excellent. Uh, and they have removed a million people as well, King. Oh, good. I think so it's time for them to clean house. Let me talk about some of them, because obviously there's too many to go for all of them. Uh, Prince Amukamara has come from Jacksonville defensive back as well as Quentin Demps from Houston I like Amukamara yeah Amukamara's got a 7 year deal Nebraska year. first Sorry, round pick 7 from million the... deal for 1 year yeah Nebraska first round pick for the Giants he's uh, yeah, yeah he's had a decent career 7th year in the in the league yeah, yeah. okay we can all do that uh, <laughs> then we've got Quentin Demps from Houston mm-hmm. uh, 3 year deal for 13.5 mil mm-hmm. do you know what college he went to Quentin Demps yeah no because he was undrafted I wouldn't know who he is UTEP there you go. That's why he went undrafted. <laughs> yeah. uh, B.W. Webb has come from New Orleans. Uh-huh. Defensive back. Uh, I'm trying to look for important players. Dan Scooter, Scooter from Jacksonville. Linebacker. Yeah. That's his ninth season. He's come across. Uh, Taylor Boggs. Great name from Arizona. <laughs> and Tom Compton from Atlanta. Uh, who else have we got? We've got uh, Bradley Sewell. Offensive lineman from Seattle. Got Mike Glennon. And Mark Sanchez have come in. What a duo. Have just kind of uh, been airlifted in to, <laughs> to help out. What a duo. <sighs> uh, the yeah. Sanchez is in town. The Sanchez is there. A two million one-year deal. Uh, Mike Glennon was a little bit more. 45 million three-year deal. But we all know about this. We do. It doesn't really matter because apparently Mitch Trubisky's being fitted for his uh, his gold jacket as we speak. Yeah, I heard. After two preseason games. Well, he's looked good in one. I haven't even heard. I was well, away again this The fans have been weekend. baying for him apparently. And oh. they've, John Fox had to come out and say that no, Mike Lennon's the starter, which has uh, drawn uh, head scratches from some Bears fans for some reason. Yeah. 
is Trubisky. He started like four games. He's almost yeah. played in more NFL preseason games than he played in college games. <laughs> Don't get me started on Mitch Trubisky. All right. uh, they picked up Benny Cunningham from LA, running back. Mm-hmm. Just a one-year deal. Uh, Dion Sims, tight end from Miami. Uh, Victor Cruz has come in on a one-year deal from the Giants. Yeah. Uh, I hope he, only thirty. I hope he plays well. But he, yeah, you just hope he stays fit for the whole season. Yeah, what a waste uh, and of they career. they also picked up Marcus Wheaton, wide receiver from Pittsburgh. He's right on a two-year eleven million deal. You get some good coaching. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> just needling, just needling. I know what you're doing, King. I'm not going to rise to it. No. Uh yeah, I'm not going to rise to it. And that's basically it for the, the people. They, they brought in more. Is Marcus this, 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 not suspended yet? <laughs> no, he's not suspended. I don't know. I didn't know if he was still hanging out with the Steelers over the offseason. Uh, can we talk about who they've got rid of? Yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> Talking about the Steelers like that. Uh-huh. Uh, so, they've got they brought in two excellent quarterbacks because they got rid of two average quarterbacks in Brian Hoyer and Jay Cutler. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've also got rid of Alshon Jeffrey to Philadelphia. Oh, fantastic. Yes, Cornelius Washington, defensive end, he's gone to Detroit. Ted Larson, guard, he's gone to Miami. Matt Barkley, another quarterback, gone. Cut down this prime at 26. He's gone to San Fran, as has Logan Paulson, tight end. Uh, Matt McCants, right tackle, has gone to Cleveland. Marquis Wilson, wide receiver, has gone to the Jets. Will Sutton, defensive tackle, has gone to the Vikings. David Fales, another quarterback, has gone uh, this time to Miami Demontre Hurst cornerback's gone to Tennessee Danny Mason offensive linebacker's gone to Detroit, uh, to Denver and Nick Beckton's gone to Detroit okay. so that's 14 players out and 17 in wow for the Bears that's not including the, the rookies they brought in so Mitch Trubisky was the, the reach in the round one Adam Shaheen the tight end in round two from Ashland yep I mean what what do we say about this team? Not a lot, mate, to be fair. Uh, I don't think. There seems to be a lot of misplaced optimism with the Bears fans at the moment. Just because of the preseason games. I've not seen any preseason games yet. So. I'm surprised that there is any optimism in that stadium. Okay. They're a proud franchise. They've got a, a great history. Mm-hmm. They were good. Yep. Not been good for a long time. Right, okay. You could argue that someone like Jay Cutler, a bit like um, Phil Rivers, has kind of been covering for holes in, in a team. Or because Aaron Rodgers yep. another one. A player that maybe has not shown up, not not uh, used the black light on the hotel room quite mm-hmm. so much, you know. I'm not saying that Jay Cutler's a great quarterback. He's not. He's but not, I'm saying that he's better than... He's not a terrible one. Matt Barkley or uh, oh no he's much better than Matt Barkley David Fales or yeah Mark Sanchez even Definitely. well he's better than all those or guys or Mike Lennon 100% he's better Maybe. than all those guys yeah I mean he's now in Miami after retiring yeah yeah no he's a good player he's not a great player he's not a great player he's been and a serviceable quarterback for definite what, questions about his attitude now. yeah absolutely and commitment but um, but he is a talented quarterback nevertheless um, yeah no I agree I, I think there's a lot of holes in that team um, and the problem is there's so many holes they're having to move their best players around um, to fix them so like Carl Long 
Yeah. Had to move to offensive guard after being one of the best offensive tackles in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's like a real issue for them. You hope that they're they're going to take some step forwards in the next in the coming years because excellent fan base again. Like you said, the heritage. I want to see. I want to see every team do well. Frankly, I want to yeah. see a really competitive league. But I think they're they're worlds away from where they need to be to compete in that division mm-hmm. um, with three strong teams. Um, you know, and and even if they don't start a rookie quarterback, they've uh, they've got a a veteran who's who's not shown me enough to to warrant me believing in him or him winning games. And well, I Glennon. think Trubisky, yeah, I, I, think. I do hope he has has an all right career, Glennon. I think I... he'll have an all right career, like he's always had an all right career. But I don't <laughs> think he's going to go out there and you know he's not going to win them loads of games. No, he's not. Absolutely. Whereas and Trubisky is a risk, so I don't know. I don't know. The only person I've seen in the last few years really come in and make a difference in his rookie season was, uh, well, there's two people. James but, Winston. No, um, the main person thing is Andrew Luck. They were what, one <laughs> and fifteen, and then yeah. eleven and eleven and five. Yeah. So that's that's a massive step in the yeah. right direction. I don't see Trubisky as that guy. So no. Yeah, I think another couple of years, and hopefully he pans out because otherwise. That's going to be another couple of years again. But it'd be a miracle if they're anything but bottom of the league again. I think they're absolutely the going to be bottom of that division. I don't know how many wins they'll get, but I think they'll be bottom of the division. Yeah. The only kind of bright spark is there are some quite talented players on that team, especially at running back. They've got Langford and, uh, and uh, Howard. Howard. And then the, um, and Zach Zenner, isn't it? Oh, no, he's at... Um, sorry, he's at Lions, another underperforming. Yeah, uh, the linebacker they picked up last year in the draft as well. He was. Uh, he showed some signs. Floyd was it? Yeah. He's. Uh, he looks good. Yeah, they got some. They got some players you'd hope would step up and and play well. And you you hope Trubisky will because I don't like seeing quarterback busts. But he should have stayed another year in college. Agreed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's leave the NFC now. Let's. Let's take a break. Let's. And let's come. <laughs> this is a long one. Let's okay. come back for the AFC North. Let's. Welcome back to the final part of the Jim and the King NFL podcast for week two. And we're looking for the Kings in the North, King. Yep. The Kings in the North. Kings in the North, yep. Not paying for any uh, sound effects. <laughs> no, we're not. No. <laughs> we can't stump uh, HBO's costs on those ones. No, we can't. No. So, we've done the NFC North. Yep. There is another North, and that's the AFC North. There is. And I've got a stake in this. All right? It's important. Yeah, we're going to skip over that and finish there because we've done over an hour now. Excuse me? Oh, no. We've saved the best for last, King. Okay. And let's talk about the AFC North with the 11-5 and last season, Pittsburgh Steelers. Yep. My Pittsburgh Steelers uh, won the division fairly comfortably in the end. Yep. And got through to the AFC Championship game. You did, yeah. Where we completely underperformed against the New England Patriots, not for the first time in our careers. No, you lost that one. Did lose, yes. You lost, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, yep. so let's start as we do with all the other teams by looking at the players that have been brought in mm-hmm. over the offseason. Uh, let's start with Cody Sensabaugh, at cornerback from the Giants, two-year mm-hmm. deal, 2.6 mil, so that's yep. not bad. No. Uh, Tyson Alualu, defensive end from Jacksonville. Yep. Again, he was a high draft pick for them. First round pick, yeah. First round pick. Two-year, six-million deal. 
Uh, who have we got? Uh, not many we've brought in. Niall Davis from Kansas City on a one-year deal. Yep. But I'm thinking he may not even make it to the 53-man roster. Okay. And Justin Hunter, wide receiver from Buffalo, one-year uh, deal under a mil. Okay. That's really it. And the players we've let, let out, Lawrence Timmons has gone to Miami for two years on a $12 million deal. Marcus Wheaton, we just talked about, has gone to Chicago for two years. Jarvis Jones gone to Arizona, we talked about it last week. Mm-hmm. And Shimako Thomas, the strong safety, has gone to the New York Jets. Okay, yeah. So, I think that's probably right, isn't it? The better teams don't usually let get rid of 17 players and bring in 17 players. No, no you tend to stick with your core and, and win games, yeah. Yeah, that's what the Steelers have, have been known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about the, the draft picks. So, TJ Watt was the first round pick for us. Yeah. Uh, and then you go straight to... How do you feel about TJ Watt, just while we're well, on that? Of course that. I'm happy about that. Are you? Yeah. Okay. We'll... What do you think about the season out in uh, Nebraska, not playing, and also starting off as a tight end and converting to defensive end? So all only, I know one, is, only one season as a starter. As all I know end. is that he's obviously, he has got some pedigree now as a defensive end. And yep. the... The training camp and the preseason, I know we don't talk about, but he has looked all right there as well. Yep. And so we've actually got a pretty decent front seven. Yep. It's just how much pressure we're putting on the quarterback. How many sacks are we actually going to be getting out of this this unit? I'm always optimistic because I actually quite like our front three and I've got some faith in our, our linebackers, but... We don't tend to get an awful lot of sacks. We get QB pressures, but mm-hmm. not out-and-out sacks too often. No. Which then means that the cornerback has to make a play on a, a a chance ball that's been thrown up, you know, to avoid the sack. So, I'm happy with TJ Watt. It could have been a lot worse, you know? Yeah, no, I think he's a solid pick. I just was intrigued. I wanted to throw a curveball in there. That's fine. Make you sweat a little. That's why I'm sweating, because it's warm. it's warm in this room. It is warm. Uh, then you've got Juju, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was the second round pick, wide receiver out of USC. Yep. That, you were a big fan of his. I quite like Juju. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a stacked wide receiver group. We're going to have to lose a few quite talented receivers to get to 53 men. Okay. Uh, Who do you think's going? <sighs> you know better than I do. If I just read them out quickly, mm-hmm. so, we, so the, the wide receivers currently on the roster, DeMarcus says... Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, back from suspension, Sammy Coates, Kobe Hamilton, Darius Hayward Bay, Justin Hunter, Eli Rogers, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Marcus Tucker. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a solid group. Yeah. So, I think you lose Marcus Tucker, I think... I think you wave Antonio Brown. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and Le'Veon oh. Bell wants to play wide receiver. Maybe, it's, right? maybe it's easier if I go the other way around. So, you're going to keep Brown, you're going to keep Bryant... You're going to keep... Oh, this is really difficult. Let's say we keep Juju because we just signed, we just drafted him. Yeah, and he's on so a rookie contract. So. Yeah. So then you're looking at Darius Hayward Bay. Gone. No, but he's a really good influence in the locker room. Gone. I don't think he's that gone. Justin Hunter, probably gone. Mm-hmm. If I had to be really mean, then maybe Justin Hunter... I, and you're keeping Sammy Coates. then you've got uh, Sammy Coates, Kobe Sammy Hamilton, Coates and Leo Rogers. And keeping Darius... Darius Hayward Bay. I don't know what they're going to do there. Eli and Demarcus says well. they're all really good. <laughs> I don't want to lose any of them. Um, 
Yeah, but some of them have got to go. And it's going to be a shame, but uh, whoever picks them up is going to have, have fun with them. Uh, and in terms of the running back core, you've got Le'Veon Bell, you've got James Conner that's been drafted uh, third round from Pittsburgh. You've got Fitz Toussaint, uh, Trey Williams, who got a punt return touchdown in the preseason yep. uh, this week uh, against the Falcons. Mm-hmm. So he's made a stake. He staked a claim there to get a roster spot, if only to take some uh, punts away from Antonio Brown. Yep. Uh, which is important. Um, and then you're looking at uh, people like Josh Dobbs has been brought in. He's had a couple of games in the preseason. It's not gone perfectly for Dobbs, but I like the fact that in the first game he threw a couple of interceptions, then came back and threw a couple of touchdowns. Yep. It's better that way around than the other way around. Yeah, for sure. Um, second game, he made a desperation play as he was falling over to try and scuttle throw the ball forwards and another interception, so it wasn't a good idea. But you learn. That's that's what the preseason's for is for trying stuff and for for learning. And if it's him, Landry and uh, Roethlisberger with Landry Jones at the moment as the number two, then that's fine. Yeah, I think you need to. I would have personally invested in a in a quarterback, someone like a Brad Kaya, maybe. I well, we did. We invested in Josh Dobbs. Yeah, but I prefer Josh Dobbs. I talked about him before. You know how happy I was that we drafted him. I know, You're I just trying to you. get a rise I, out of I me by saying you, that now about Brad Kaya. Don't care. The other one, actually, that's got some uh, some good reviews was Colin Holbert, the long snapper we drafted in the sixth round out of Louisville. All right. Uh, apparently, he was looking really good in the... Apparently, I mean, I saw the preseason game. He was looking really good. So what, like he snaps it long, Snap, right? Well, you can see bad long snaps. And also, he's very quick. So once he's done it, he was right on the ball again. So on pump returns and stuff. Oh, yeah. He's not good. He's not slow. Let's put it that way. All right, bit of a beast. Yeah. So it looks like it's a pretty decent. You need to invest in long snappers. You need to have at least one decent long snapper. Yeah, yeah. On your team. Yeah, no, fair enough. I know it's a often, uh, often maligned position, but it is. Forgotten. It needs looking after. It does. I've not really got too much to say about my team. Um, I'm very happy with how it looks at the moment. I think there's, in some places, there's an embarrassment of, of riches. Mm-hmm. Where they're going to have to make some quite scathing cuts. Yeah, whereas in pass rush, there's an embarrassment of rags. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> My one little concern at the moment is Javon Hargrave, who I really like as defensive tackle mm-hmm. uh, from South Carolina. It's his uh, second season, but he's got he's had three concussions. That's not good. And yeah, as a defensive tackle, you don't want that doubt in your mind as well. No. No, I agree. So, yeah, apart from that, we've got Daniel McCovers and uh, Roy Fillon at defensive tackle. Is he filling in or not? He could be just filling in. He's only <laughs> he's only one year at Louisville as, a, as experience. So, yeah, he's only filling there, filling a, a roster spot at the moment. He's probably going to be gone by the 53. Um, LT Walton looks really good as well, defensive end. He's had a lot of injuries, so he hasn't had a chance to really prove himself. Okay. Uh, but then you've got Stefan Tuet, who I really like, a defensive end. You got Cam Hayward, great. Um, Tyson Alualu, another solid pickup. So yeah, we're actually not that bad at defensive end. No, no, you've done well, I think. Mm. Strong pickup. So where this is this surely your segment? So wh- where do you think you're going to finish? <laughs> How many wins do you think you're going? to... Well, I think we're going to be the kings in the north of the AFC. Right. Yet okay. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Another little Game of Thrones plug there. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I think that we've made some good good moves in our secondary as well. So I like Artie Burns. 
Yeah. And Cody Sensabaugh is a decent enough pickup there from the Giants at cornerback. Um, Cam Sutton is looking pretty good. Yep. Uh, third round pick out of Tennessee. Senquiz Goldston is still injured. Uh, and I, I think it's been three years now and he hasn't had a game. So I think we're really going to have to cut our losses with him. I would have absolutely cut your losses. You've still got old man Willie Gay. It's starting his 11th season now, but uh, he's still there. Uh, and off. Ross Cockrell, I don't. I actually quite like Ross Cockrell, but he's had a couple of bad games. Okay. But overall, I think he's not, not that bad as a, a cornerback. He's no, like, I think he's a solid player. Just like you say, if he's not going to be consistent enough, then yeah. with a strong roster, maybe time to let him go. Well, yeah, if it's a strong enough roster, but I don't. I think he's an, he's able to make the 53. Okay. I think you're going to need that coverage. You can't stab Willie Gay jumping in too many times. Nate, you heard it here first? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. My my one real problem, apart from Sean Davis, is at safety. Right, okay. I just don't think we've got enough. We've got Mike Mitchell there. It's going to be his ninth season now. Mm-hmm. There's just not enough. You need the, the two. Sean Davis is great as one, but I think there needs to be another good safety there. So would you have liked to have seen the Steelers go after a Micah Hyde or something like that on the free agency market? Well, I'm not sure if we that's the kind of player we would go for. It's just too much money. But I was looking at the draft and looking at like someone like Melifonu. They got picked up by the Raiders. Yeah, or even he was available. In, in, you know, even Jones, who was picked up yeah. by the Packers. Yeah, it's a good player. Either way, that's all I can think of as a as kind of a, a problem for us at the mm-hmm. moment. I think we've got a really good offensive line. Um, obviously, the quarterback's still <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. We've got great receivers, we've got very good uh, tight ends, and we've got a really, really good running back cl- uh, group as well. So, yeah. Stronger than last season. All round good. All round better than last season, I think. So. Yeah, that's good then, man. Good for you. Yeah. So, thanks. how many wins? Uh, well, it was 11-5 and five last year. I would like us to be up at 12 wins. You going to win the division? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There you go. This is actually, I think, the weakest the AFC North's been for a long time. Ah, which brings us on to the Baltimore Ravens. There we go. Your favourite team. <laughs> we'll let you do the segment as well. No. So the Ravens, 8-8 <laughs> eight and eight last season. Yep. Which is quite surprising to me, really, because they didn't look like an 8-8 eight and eight team. No. Um, so let's talk about who they brought in. Brandon Carr, a cornerback from Dallas. Four-year, $23.5 million deal. But it's his 10th season in the league. He's 31 already. It seems like a bit much for Brandon Carr. Yeah, I think so. He's not a top five cornerback, is he? No. They just paid him a lot of money. Yeah, no, he's not a definitely, well, definitely not a top five cornerback. Trevin Wade as well has been brought in at cornerback from the Giants on the one-year deal. Uh, They've re-signed Ladarius Webb and Anthony Levine. Mm -hmm. Um, They've re-signed Brandon Williams for five-year, $52.25 million deal. Uh, Who else they brought in? They brought in Austin Howard. Yep. Offensive tackle from Oakland. They brought in Thad Lewis from San Francisco, quarterback. Yep. Just a one-year deal. That's just to cover because obviously uh, Flacco's injured at the moment and uh, they're worried about Ryan Mallett having to start. So Bobby Rainey has come at running back as well as Danny Woodhead. Yeah, I think Woodhead's a nice pickup for them. But he did get injured again. I he did it- get injured, but he um, they threw the ball a lot. I think that proportionally, I think they threw the ball more times than any other team to the running back. Right. So Danny Woodhead would have been a... More than KC. Nice, yeah. Would have been a real nice pickup for them. 
Hmm. So it's a bit of a shame he's got injured because I think that's the kind of place he could thrive in. And he's thirty-two at a running back, mate. Yeah, so and he's and he's undersized, so he's a bit. Fragile. He's always taking hits. Yep. <laughs> you should know all about that. Yep. Uh, Tony Jefferson came across from Arizona at safety, four-year, thirty-four million dollar deal. Larry Donnell, a tight end from the Giants, uh, one-year deal. Jeremy Macklin, he's bouncing around the league now. He's just gone from KC, two years for eleven mil. And Griff Whalen. He of the, uh, what was it, punt fumble, or whatever it was called for the uh, Colts against the Patriots. Oh, right, that yeah, play yeah. They did yeah, that... yeah, when they all ran to one side and yeah. he just walked Wayland into the still line. snapped it, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah that didn't work. Uh, yeah, he's, he's turned up in Baltimore as well, so good luck to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the players out. Ricky Wagner, who we said earlier, has gone to Detroit. Yep. Uh, Carl Juszczyk has gone to Sam Fran. We talked about that in the last episode, as well as Elvis Dumerville. Lawrence Guy, a defensive end, has gone to New England. Four years for 13.4 mil. Yep. Vladimir Dukas, the guard, has gone to Buffalo for three years. Kamar Aiken, a wide receiver. He hasn't been there very long. It was no. a draft pick for them just a couple of years ago. Uh, Chris Lewis-Harris and Sharice Wright and Jamal Roll, three cornerbacks, have gone to Denver, Buffalo and Arizona, respectively. Uh, and then you're looking at on the exempt list you've got John Urschel uh, you've got suspended by the commissioner Darren Waller who we talked about in a previous episode yep Tavon Young is on the pup list and then in reserved uh, injured reserved you've got Crockett Gilmore Brandon uh, Koblenov and Nico Siragusa okay we've talked about Crockett Gilmore and Nico Siragusa in the news last week yep they are almost certainly career uh, not career but season ending injuries yep that's so, no. No. Um, so, come on then. That's... I think they're going to be about the same again, frankly. Really? That good? I think that there's... Well, maybe maybe slightly less, but I think Flacco had a bad year. He was injured as well. Um, yeah, I think they're just a middle of a row team. They've got solid coaching. I'm a Harbour fan. They tend to make decent moves as well. Ozzy Newsom makes some solid moves in, in free agency. He makes some solid moves in the draft. Their entire draft, apart from Jermaine Illuminor in the fifth round, mm-hmm. was defence. Yep. So Marlon Humphrey, Chris Wormley, uh, Tyus Bowser, and Tim Williams, yeah, and t- Chuck Clark as well. Tyus Bowser could be a steal. Um, he's just a genetic freak. Mm-hmm. Marlon Humphrey, Houston. I think, was a bit of a reach um, at cornerback. There was better corners available, I think. I know the Conley situation had a big impact on that, but yeah, I think that he was a bit of a reach in that position. But I still think he's serviceable. Um, plus, he's Bama, which Ozzie Newsom is a is an ex Alabama tight end, so which is why I think <laughs> everyone thought they were going to go with Howard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that was a, a solid pick. I think they're just a middle of the road team. Good coaching, okay quarterback, some solid players in in the draft. I think they're going to be about where they are. Frankly, I know it's boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely boring. Uh, I I reckon they'll probably end up six and ten. Okay, well, there you go. We'll see. I think. I just think that you know, I can't remember the Ravens being less intimidating. Maybe they've still got some good players. They have got some tone setters as yeah, well. Yeah, t- yeah, the defense Mosley's is the only player. scary bit about them. Yeah, though. CJ Mosley's a really good player. But they used to at least have a good running back and a deep threat. A wide receiver and they don't seem to have that anymore no they they hoped they hoped that Perryman would be that for them yeah um, but he's not he needs to step no. up 
He needs to step up. No. It's a... When you look at the last wide receiver group and now this one, yep. it's night and day, really. I mean, you're looking at... If I read out their list, Quincy Adeboyejo, <laughs> CJ Board, Jamie Macklin, Chris Matthews, Vince Mayo, Chris Moore, Brashad Perriman, Mike Wallace, Griff Raylan, and Tim White. Yeah, they want Wallace and Perryman to step up. They're the yeah. two main guys, plus obviously yeah. the likes of Jeremy Macklin can come in and, and do a job. He's never been over a deep ball threat, but no, he um he can be a possession guy for them. Let's move on from the Ravens because mm-hmm. it's just depressing. Yep. <laughs> well, not really. Not as a Steelers fan, anyway. Uh, so let's go to the six nine and one Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Bad season for them last year. It was a bad season for them. <sighs> yeah. They haven't brought in too many players. No. Uh, Andre Smith from Minnesota at guard. So yeah. He's the 30-year-old. It's a good pickup. From Alabama. Yeah, it's a good pickup. And Kevin Minter, a linebacker from Arizona, who's a former LSU player. Mm-hmm. That's it. They re-signed Eric Winston, uh, offensive tackle, and Cedric Pierman, uh, running back. Yeah, they had a big, and Wallace Gilbury. They had a big loss on the line. So I know they picked up Smith, but they had a big loss on the line. Yeah, they lost Kevin Zeitler to Cleveland. Yep, five year, sixty million deal. Mm-hmm. Andrew Whitworth at left tackle to LA, uh, three year, thirty three point seven five million mil deal. Mm-hmm. Demata Pico defensive tackle and Margus Hunt defensive tackle and Rex Burkhead. He's gone from running back as well. Yep, Burkhead's gone to the Patriots. Which means he's almost certain to win the Super Bowl. Yep. Good for him. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, and then on the injured reserve list, you've got Jake Kumarov, uh, wide receiver, and Sean Williams, who suffered an arm injury in preseason. He's out four to six weeks. Right, okay. Safety from Georgia. Okay. What do we think about the Bengals then, King? Now that I've read off the... Uh, ins and outs and re-signings I think it really depends on one how this line this new look offensive line looks because they've got some decent running backs and Jeremy Hill and, and Gio Bernard that's not a bad little one Joe two. Mixon Joe Mixon as well of course don't the infamous, forget Joe Mixon the infamous Joe Mixon he's the best out of those three Ooh. as far as running backs goes okay Mixon's a beast so we'll see what happens I don't think he's suspended, which is good. I thought there no, might, he's not suspended. There might be a suspension levied based on the policy, but apparently not. So I think he's the day one starter for him. He's an absolute animal. Got uh, John um, Ross as the first round and pick. And this is the other thing. This is the other thing I was going to touch on. So if the offensive line's not working, they need to have quick slants, and they've got the guy to do that. Um, I know they want him to take the top off the defense with his pace, but I think he's going to be more of a T.Y. Hilton initially, which is burn people across the middle, crossing routes and then go over the top less of a T.Y. Hilton sorry more of a and Odell Beckham can do both but it's more the angles he takes on slant routes that really cause the problem um, so they're going to need him to work and and them to have a, a one-two punch with him and A.J. Green Right. so naturally they need A.J. Green to be healthy as well and you've got Tyler Eifert if they can keep Who's him healthy for the whole season absolutely absolutely so uh, I think they could compete for the division frankly as you say it's not a it's not a strong one at the moment. I think they're slightly be- better positioned than the Ravens if when healthy. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to be the Steelers' main threat. Yeah, I think you're right. I think on paper, at least, they have a still quite a good squad. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have reservations about their quarterback just because I think we've seen as much as we can see from Dalton. Yep. 
Uh, AJ McCarron is still talked about. As long as he's the the backup, he'll always be maybe overestimated. Yeah, I in think, terms of what he can come in and do. Yeah, and he's when also, he's had to come in, he hasn't been particularly great. He's not been amazing. No, I think it's the fact that he was so successful at Alabama that he's. Uh, yeah, but it was Bama. So. It was, and it was a Bama team with uh, Amari Cooper and Julio Jones at Wabusi. <laughs> It might have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe with Eddie Lacy and Trent Richardson at running back. Despite Trent Richardson's appalling NFL career, that's just an obscene offense. So yeah. no Trent Richardson news here. No, no. So uh, yeah, I think they're going to be your main competitors. Yeah, but still, I don't think they're going to beat us. Mm, I think it's going to be uh, maybe they'll switch places with the Ravens and have the eight and eight season. Possibly, possibly. There's one more team to talk about, King, and it's kind of sad that we've had to wait this long to talk about them because they're monsters of the of the league. Yep. For all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. It is, of course, the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Uh, yeah. Another terrible season for them. Managed to draft first in the uh, in this year's draft. Yep. So let's look at what they did. Let's. Well, let's look at the uh, the players in. Mm-hmm. Jason McCourty from Tennessee, a defensive back. It's a two-year, $6 million deal. Yep. Uh, Matt Safety. Ma- Matt McCants from Chicago, we talked about on the O-line, as well as JC Tretter and Kevin Zeitler. Good pickups. Good pickups. Terrence McGee from Seattle, uh, running back. Nothing. Uh, Kenny Britt, wide receiver from LA. He could be Four an okay. $32.5 million deal. Yeah, he could be a good third option. Yeah, well, they, they haven't got much, really, at wide receiver. No, because they lost their best player. If we're talking about Josh Gordon? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Terrell Pryor. Terrell Pryor. Yeah, Terrell Pryor has gone to the Washington Redskins, mm-hmm. a one-year, $6 million deal. Uh, other levers, Andrew Hawkins at wide receiver has gone to New England. Jordan Poyer, free safety, has gone to Buffalo, four years for 13 mil. Josh McCown, old man McCown's gone from there to the Jets. Uh, Stephen Payer defensive tackle has gone to Dallas Gabe Wright defensive tackle has gone to Philadelphia and Tremont Williams has gone to Arizona for one year yeah. he's 34 Tremont Williams yeah he's getting on a bit now he's getting on uh, if we talk about Terrell Pryor to the skins that's probably a match made in heaven for them too isn't it what for Pryor yeah yeah and he looks great I don't know if you've seen some of the training camp videos but there's a couple of catches he's made he looks like an absolute beast <laughs> um, so this could be his true breakout year because bear in mind he's only played receiver for two seasons with Cody Kessler with Cody Kessler yeah so he's uh, yeah he's a fantastic player so I think he could be a real star this season okay um, yeah so I like the move for Terrell Pryor not so much for the for the Browns obviously Collins is still there that was a big pickup acquisition yep. halfway through last year yep um, he's a good player Joe Hayden's a very good player at cornerback um, yes. and we'll see what happens with um, with Jason Garrett they picked what three first rounders this year as well so you'd hope yeah Jabril Peppers you'd hope Jabril Peppers can come in and be Miles so- Garrett yeah and David Njoku in the first round yeah and Joe Sean Kaiser in the second round although they're saying that they reckon Brock's the clear choice for quarterback starting the season yeah I think that's fair probably enough probably will be I think that's fair enough yeah Kaisers look solid though in preseason, but Brock's... I think he'll eventually take over as the season progresses. Uh, potentially, yeah, we'll see what happens. You don't want to rush a guy like that, but Brock's... they need to make a decision on him early doors because otherwise they're going to have to try and trade up again this year and and uh, trade up this year and and get one of those quarterbacks that's coming out next year. Brock's great 
on the sidelines and in the locker room and in front of the podium. Mm-hmm. He looks like a quarterback. He's not unattractive to look at. He's, He's a good-looking dude. Clearly not stupid. No. Which means that he can talk the talk, mm-hmm. but when he crosses that hash and steps onto the field, it all goes to pot. Yeah, it does, yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Which um, means he's only got a limited time until even Cleveland won't play him. Oh, no, they won't. They didn't sign him to play him. They no, signed him to get a second-round pick. Which which obviously worked. Mm-hmm. But it means that Deshaun Kaiser is just the heir apparent to that spot. Yeah, and they need to find out before next year's draft whether Deshaun Kaiser's the heir apparent or whether yeah. he's just a flash in the pan. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I think they've made some real strides forward, but I still think they're going to be bottom of the division. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I, I can see them winning five games this year. Yeah, I'm not going to pick first. Unless they want to next season. I think they might want to next season. Which means they have to trade up to do it. I don't. Th- and I think they've got think ammunition. On... And it's going to be a real struggle because yeah. people like the Bills are absolutely lining themselves up to try and go up there and get get the first pick. Mm-hmm. So, there's uh, there's a few guys... There's a few guys at the top of that draft next year that look uh, very solid. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that the Browns might finally move off the the bottom of the needle. Yeah, yeah. No, I think they'll get five five wins maybe this year, mm-hmm. which I think is a big step for them. Yeah, if been, they can beat the Ravens been, at least, and, uh, yeah. that'd be Steelers, good for them. Yeah. No, not Steelers. Okay. A <laughs> uh, bit of injury news. Danny Shelton, the defensive lineman's out for three to six weeks with a knee injury picked up in the preseason game. It's a shame because he's underwhelmed so far because I wanted he him has, to step up. He's getting up. better. He's, mm. you know, he's getting back into what he should have been when he uh, first was drafted. He's a big boy. He is a big boy. And uh, Josh Gordon news. Uh, uh, Goodell recently went to um, Cleveland mm-hmm. and he they asked him about Josh Gordon, obviously. Yep. And they said that they're not actively looking into a suspension being lifted. Which isn't... <laughs> Does that mean promising. he has to ask? Well, that, that means that they may not have filed some papers for him to be reinstated or something like that. Right. Um, for those of you who don't know, Josh Gordon was a really good uh, wide receiver. He was, two Back years in, in 2013, he scored 14 touchdowns and over 1,300 yards in that season. Yeah, very And good. that was playing for the Browns. Yeah. Wasn't playing for another team. That no. was playing with the Browns team, which is still regularly getting the top of the draft. Yep. So it's a real shame that... I mean, he's only 26 as well. Good plan. He just needs to get reinstated some, hopefully soon mm-hmm. and then we'll get to see him play again because it would just help the uh, the Browns a little bit more yeah that's it I agree and that's it that is it that's <laughs> the North what an epic <laughs> podcast that we was. went long we did go long we went long I think it's going to happen more often though King I, I think, think we, so we've still got two more points of the compass to do the East and the South yep I think maybe teasing it's going to be the East next week unless uh, you've got know. any complaints about that I have no complaints we can do what you want Okay. There we go. Um, before we go, then, we need to do some uh, professional stuff. So that's obviously saying that thank you very much for listening to the podcast, guys. And if you're not already subscribing to us, please subscribe on iTunes or DoublePod. Um, you can contact us at Jim and the King on Twitter. That's still a thing, apparently. So please uh, come and follow us on there and uh, you can get in contact. Yeah. We do post stuff on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Don't use that so often, but still at Jim and the King. So if you come and follow us, we'll start using it more. Yeah. Um, and go to jimandtheking.com to find all of our archive shows and all the other stuff there. That all gets posted there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's everything I've got to say, King. I've just, uh, I think I've covered all the professional stuff. Yeah. No, I love that. That was an excellent way to end the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. It's about time someone did it. There we go. 
Anyway, yeah, that's it, guys. So thank you so much for listening. Until next week, I've been Jim. That's been the King, and we'll see you next week. We'll be right back.